Welcome to episode 300 of the Spokesman Cycling Podcast. This show was published on Saturday, 18th of June, 2022. The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast is brought to you by Turn Bicycles. The good people at Turn are committed to building bikes that are useful enough to ride every day and dependable enough to carry the people you love. In other words, they make the kind of bikes that they want to ride. Turn has e-bikes for every type of rider, whether you're commuting, taking your kids to school, or even carrying another adult. Visit www.turnbicycles.com, that's T-E-R-N, bicycles.com, to learn more. Hey there, I'm Carlton Reed, and along with my fellow podcasting dinosaur, David Bernstein, we've been bringing you the Spokesman Cycling Podcast since 2006. Episode 200 in September 2018 had clips from 12 years of narrowcasting. And now that we've reached the giddy heights of 300 episodes over 16 years, it's time for another diversion from our usual format. So instead of a guest interview or a roundtable chat recorded over Zoom, this episode was recorded in situ in Sardinia, and it's all about good food, cycling, and living longer. It's an hour-long travelogue of my recent trip to the Italian island, where it was discovered that the diet, daily exercise and communal conviviality in Sardinia's so-called Blue Zone contributed to many locals living robustly into their 90s and beyond, with a much higher than normal concentration of folks blowing out 100 or more candles on their birthday cakes. You'll hear about Uncle Giulio still cycling at 104, and you'll maybe recoil in horror as I chomp down on some specially procured, banned in the EU, the world's most dangerous cheese riddled with live maggots. Back in the day, mountain shepherds had to eat some pretty ripe old stuff. I was on a chef's bike tour, a foodie special from Italian cycle travel company Turismo. This was the company's fifth such tour, but the first in Sardinia. We were accompanied by American chef Mary Sue Milliken, who I interviewed as we cycled uphill. So yes, there will be some panting in this show. And as you may have already gathered, this isn't our usual theme music. Instead, it's a traditional Sardinian folk song. And you can listen to a full and amazing seven minutes of another traditional song from an all-male quartet at the end of the show. Meanwhile, here's my From the Saddle intro as I pedalled away from the Sugogoloni Hotel, trying to catch up with the 12 guests and three guides also on this chef's tour of Sardinia. Oh, welcome to episode 300 of the Spokesman Cycling Podcast. I'm on a Turismo holiday, bike holiday, chef's bike tour in Sardinia. I got here by turn folding bike, two ferries, 
and five trains. And I'm now on a climb. Beautiful asphalt road, bro, it's been resurfaced. There's the odd car coming past. But the scenery is stunning, as kind of you'd expect, I guess. You're coming to Sardinia, but we are on the borders of the blue zone. And the blue zone is that area that was kind of discovered about 30, 40 years ago, where there's a bunch of people living here. They realized in this tiny geographical area in the mountains of Sardinia are living longer than most of the people around the world. So the highest concentration of centurions, the highest concentration of people who are 100 years old and plus. We are now in the core of the blue zone. We are in the municipality of Baunei. And precisely, this is called the plateau of the Golgo, which is a limestone plateau, about 700 meters on the sea level. The, the macro region is the Oliastra, it's called. Okay, the blue zone area is a small part of this small region. That's Renato Matto, a former accountant and one of our Sardinian tour guides. I asked Renato to tell me about Uncle Giulio. Unfortunately, he died uh, two years ago at the age of 105 years old, so not that bad. But the beautiful thing is, uh, is my idol. It's my idol because Every day I saw him cycling his bike till the age of 104. And what happened? Happened that he fell off, fell off the bike. So the ambulance arrived soon. He didn't have any anything, but, you know, considering the age, of course, they were worried. They called the daughter and the, and the, and the doctor asked her, please tell me what kind of medicine he's getting. She said, medicine? Nothing. He doesn't need anything. It's perfect. And... Uh, yeah, it was very healthy, no glasses, so absolutely no glasses, all the teeth in place, <laughs> unbelievable. And I remember this fantastic character, because I remember one day I was waiting for the doctor, and the doctor was late, so I had time to chat with him outside, and he was telling this, you know, he was complaining about the son, because the son is too lazy, he's wasting his life watching TV all day long, sitting on the couch, doing nothing. At a certain point, I realized, but, but sorry, Uncle Julie, but how old is your son? He's 80. <laughs> if one of the secrets to living longer is to be content with your lot, then Renato is an example of how switching careers can boost happiness. This is what I call my second life. My first life, ah, uh, after my secondary school, I went to university. I have a degree in uh, economics. So I started doing the accountant for about 10 years. Uh, in the meantime, I, um, I was doing tours for a British tour operator, but once a, once a year, so a week a year or two weeks a year. It was the year I started in the, uh, 1999. Then the business started growing a lot. So in a certain point, they told me, okay, you know what? We need a full-time person here working with us because the business is growing a lot. You are the most expert now because, you know, we started with you. Uh, so if you like to change, you know, completely your, your job, we will appreciate. 
So I spoke with my wife about that, and my wife said, go for that, go for that. You won't survive doing the accounting. We can have less money, no problem, but a better life. And believe me, that's what I realized, what I realized, more quality in my life, less money, a bit less, but definitely the quality, you know, and I do what I like to do, you know. And here comes more more food. Oh oh my God. (laughs) We are going now straight to the water fountain, which is down the road on the right, leaving the hotel on the right. Okay. The big cog in the front, you mean? Big cog, just push this to go down to the smallest one when you're approaching a climb, like this. Okay. Ribalta le fatti. Sì, mi dai la mano. Ah, sì, che è questa elettrica, aspetta. What? What is it dropping? The seat? Let me check. No, è nada, è nada tu. Ce l'hai Massi? Che io con questo non, non riesco. Così, questa è. Quattro. Aio, aio is in Sardinia the probably most used word means let's go right, means ayo means what are you f-ing saying <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <Mind your> language. <laughs> oh, yeah it's part everything, of the culture everything. part of the culture <laughs> 14 one four one four kilometers how many loops you do less than 10 miles minor roads 9.9 <laughs> uh, countryside roads and we're going to see also uh old roman bridge I rode to catch up with our embedded chef. According to Wikipedia, Mary Sue Milliken is an American chef, restaurateur, cookbook author, and radio and TV personality. She's also, and this is not in Wikipedia, she's also a strong rider, opting for a carbon road bike rather than an electric flat bar bike. She cooked for us a couple of times on the tour, and she also decorated our tables with wildflowers, picked from the roadside. So are you riding along? Are you thinking menus? What are you thinking? Thinking, I want to pick that plant there. I'm going to put that in. Well, I do have a wandering eye for plants. I've seen, I've <laughs> noticed. Especially <laughs> wildflowers. Yeah. But that's also a good uh, excuse to stop. Exactly. Oh, I love I'm that. Oh, look, that just There's happens a, to be a wildflower. Well, every day I pick a different color. Yesterday it was purple. Uh-huh. Today I'm deciding between white and pink. Uh-huh. Oh, right. But maybe yellow. Uh-huh. But I don't usually collect until the second half of the ride. Uh-huh. Which today is going to be all downhill. I don't like to get too married to any one idea until I've seen the entire palette. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can... So I'm working it. here, but you're working here too. So this evening you're going to be cooking for us. Oh, yeah. But I'm not cooking the whole meal. So you're cooking like the, the, the signature sauce? No, that's what I thought I was cooking, but now okay. I've learned that I can do anything I want with the pan carasau. This so, incredibly <laughs> fine uh, thin bread. Right. They also call it carta de musica because you can read a piece of sheet music uh, through the dough, which is cool. So I could make a lasagna with that, for example. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe dips. Yeah, maybe dips. Although I didn't see anything in the garden too. Oh, so you're going to be looking in the garden in the hotel. I already, yeah, I already checked it out. Uh Uh-huh. Tons of herbs. Uh, A few tomatoes. 
lots of Pinocchio fennel. Uh, eggplant's not there yet. Mm -hmm. Still flowers. Mm -hmm. What else? Chard. A lot of Swiss chard. Like I said, it's all in there percolating. And something will come out. <laughs> when not cooking, Mary Sue would learn some local culinary technique or other. On this particular evening, she'd be helping to make Bill in Deo, or the wire of God, a very thin pasta that only a handful of people still know how to make. We were to get a demonstration from a pasta granny, and then follow Mary Sue by trying to make some. I failed, by the way. I want to learn how to make it. Okay, you can watch me learn, but I'm dying to learn. How to make the findaloo, fin, how do you call it? Findaloo? The, the pasta is called findaloo. Filindeu. Filindeu. That means the wire of God. The white? The wire, wire of God. The wire? Of God. Of God. Findaloo. Day. Findaloo. Findaloo. Sorry, sorry. Fin is a wire? Fila. Fili. Oh, fi. Oh, fi. Fila. 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 Presente della temperatura atmosferica. Lei signora da chi ha imparato? Da mia suocera. L'unica che la sapeva fare in tutto il mondo. So the mother-in-law was the only one who do this in the world. And she passed the tradition to her. E quindi l'ha insegnato a lei e poi agli altri. E le figlie, un'altra cognata. So she learned, she taught the mother-in-law, taught to her and to the other. So at the end, the pasta will be cooked with the lamb meat soup and pecorino cheese. Pecorino, signora? Si, pecorino acido. And pecorino cheese a little bit acid. Old, aged? Il tavolo non è adatto. Elastica. Soda elastica. Firm and elastic. Firm and elastic. Soda and elastic. So she makes it look so easy. I like how she just does like that and stretches and mine just breaks. It's something about if I have just maybe a little more water. We didn't just get demonstrations of how to make the local delicacies that have helped the locals live so long. We also heard from experts, such as Spanish dietitian Ana Maria Canalata, who gained her PhD after studying Sardinia centenarians. Incidentally, she told me about her time sharing an apartment in Malaga with actor Antonio Banderas and film director Pedro Almodovar. But I quizzed her first about the Blue Zone diet, especially the wonderful cheeses. Casoyedu, this, uh, this uh, cheese that is like a yogurt, but it's acidophilus, it's a type of yogurt, it's not exactly a yogurt, it's a different type of fermentation. It's very light, it's very fresh, and it's not salty, it doesn't have any salt, except from the natural 
uh, salt that the, the milk has. Uh, and it's very proteic because it has the whey and the whey is the most perfect pro protein and they will drink it together with the bread, with the pistoku. Pistoku, is a, it was a little bit thicker than, than carta de musica and it will preserve even longer for, for more than six months. And it's very, very, it's very nutritious and it was made with barley part wheat, part barley, which barley has all these properties uh, because it's, it's very good for the microbioma, it's very good also for the glycemic uh, index that doesn't raise it so much as wheat, and, um, and together with the protein, and also the, the cheese was full cheese, not ricotta, the casuajedu was complete fat, so it was perfect for the morning. In the evening they will eat ricotta, which is uh, deprived of fat and is lighter for the night, or uh, they will drink a glass of milk. But they will always use sheep or goat milk. They didn't drink. Uh, uh, why, so I explain there why the children in Sardinia are the, are the healthiest in Italy with the, uh, the lower um, um, max index uh, of all Italy. And because they follow the tradition, they, the families have the responsibility to explain their good habits, not, not only the way of living, but also the way of eating. So they learn how to cook with the grandmothers, they know, know how to do the bread. And one of grandmother's favorite cheeses might have been casumatsu. It's a Sardinian exotic. Exotic because the sale of this cheese is banned by the EU. Guinness World Records says it's the world's most dangerous cheese. Why? Keizomatsu is riddled with live maggots. And we got to try some. Here we go, it's ready. Look, it's a lot of worms inside. A lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look at this one. Worms? Maggots? Yeah. Look at the maggot. This is mine. Have you seen the maggot? All right, Josh. Ready? Poor shame now. Come here. Mine. <laughs> Get them in there. Close immediately your mouth. Now, well, the maggots just don't have any flavor at all. The maggots don't have any flavor. I'm getting a maggot. It's a cheese. See? It's pretty smelly. Okay, get this. It's tasty. <laughs> <laughs> don't think about it. Don't think about it. <laughs> keep chewing. Keep chewing. Hey, all you spokesman listeners, I hope you'll excuse the interruption, but this is David from the Fredcast and the Spokesman, and I want to take a few minutes out of the show to talk to you about our sponsor, Turn Bicycles, at www.turnbicycles.com. That's T-E-R-N like the bird, bicycles.com. Turn are committed to building bikes that are useful enough to ride every day and dependable enough to carry the people you love. Now, last time I told you about Turn's Quick Haul e-bike, but today I want to talk to you about a sibling to the Quick Haul, and that is the Short Haul Compact Cargo Bike. 
The short haul is a practically priced, wait till the end for the price, you're going to love it, cargo bike that's been designed to get a rider plus an extra passenger and cargo from home to work, to school, and everywhere in between. And I think that when you see a short haul, you'll realize that it may be unlike any cargo or city bike you've ever seen. That's because most cargo bikes are big and unwieldy. And most city bikes, while they're easy enough to handle, well, they're just, they're just not able to carry much cargo. And that, I think, is why Turn designed the short haul. The short haul is shorter than a regular city bike, making it nimble and, yeah, fun to ride. But it was also designed with an extra long wheelbase and low center of gravity. Then that gives you a stable ride, even when you're carrying heavy loads. In other words, the short haul offers the best of both worlds, packing a sturdy build and a hefty cargo capacity into a compact package that just simply rides better. With a mass, max gross vehicle weight of 140 kilos or just under 310 pounds, the short haul can easily carry an extra passenger and plenty of cargo. It's got extra long, extra strong rear rack, and that is rated to carry a hefty 50 kilos or about 110 pounds. And it can be configured to carry a child in a child seat, an older kid, a small adult, maybe even a, a dog. In addition to its rear cargo capacity, it can also carry up to 20 kilos or about 44 pounds with an optional front-mounted rack. Oh, and the short haul accepts a wide range of turn accessories, frankly, too many to mention here, so that you can carry everything from a yoga mat to fishing poles to an ice chest, or as I said before, even the family dog. And because of its size, you can easily maneuver in crowded or small places, including buses and trains. Plus, like the quick haul, the short haul includes turns vertical parking feature, so you can roll the bike into an elevator and park it in a corner of your apartment. Now, like I said before, safety is a core value at turn. So that's why the short haul was designed and independently tested to ensure rider safety. And that's also why they use respected independent testing labs and why every turn bike undergoes rigorous testing to ensure that every bike meets or exceeds comprehensive safety standards. Oh, and did I mention the price before? Well, get this. At a suggested retail of $1,099 or €1,249, the short haul is Turn's most affordable cargo bike yet. Bikes are scheduled to start arriving in stores in Q3 of 2022, so start getting your orders in now. And for more information about the short haul or any of Turn's wide range of bikes, just head on over to TurnBicycles.com. That's T-E-R-N Bicycles.com. We thank Turn for their sponsorship of the Spokesman Podcast, and we thank you for your support of Turn. Also, thanks for allowing this brief interruption, everyone. And now... Back to Carlton and the spokesman. Thanks, David. And yes, before the break, that was me eating maggoty cheese. The trick was to chew the cheese really well so no maggots got swallowed live. You can imagine the results if some survive. Now, we weren't just being treated to some unique foodie experiences. We were also staying in some spectacular hotels en route. Here's Turismo's co-founder, Beppe Solano, describing one of our stopovers. We are in a, a resort. It's called Hotel Sugo Logone. 
Sulgologon is the name of the river down in this valley. It is a beautiful uh, hotel which was started by, by a lady who had this vision to, 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 to run the first hotel that delivers experiences and not only offers rooms. Quite unique uh, when, uh, when, she, when she started uh, over 30 years ago. Beautiful setting. Uh, you will see how beautifully decorated the rooms are and the reception is really unique. Okay. You're about to show us the, uh, the profile. So 56 kilometers, that means about 32 miles. Yeah, yeah. 1,000 meters of total ascent, mainly in the morning before lunch. Yeah. That means 3,000 feet. Is correct? Uh, how many meters? 1,000. 1,000 meters. Total ascent. It's about uh, 3,000 feet. 3,000 feet, yeah. That's Cycling Weekly's Trevor Ward asking guide Massimo Carboni what's coming up on the ride. So as you can see, mainly up in the morning with yeah. some downhill. Countryside, no traffic, but the tarmac is not very good because it's a countryside yeah, road. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. there is gravel. Uh, in the afternoon it's mainly down. Yeah, the tarmac is much better, okay, but no traffic at all as well. We, the, the village Orgozo is here on the top. And we're having the workshop and the lunch here. And we are going to see the mural here. Excellent day. And we were supposed to be here about 3, 3.30, so you have time to enjoy the swimming pool. Fantastic. <laughs> it's much better if I don't see. Okay, let's go. At the end of the trip, I asked one of the guests for his thoughts. Michael DiMaggio, yes, he'd related to the baseball icon, had sadly tested positive for COVID the day before. So we were masked up and a little bit muffled. You've come down with COVID right at the end. So your last final day, you haven't been able to, uh, to, to get out there and ride with us. But the days when you were riding with us, what, what are your highlights? What, what's what's going to stick in the mind in the next 10 years? I think the views, like, you know, coming into the small villages, being able to uh, continue and finish a climb and then be able to, like, just land these small little villages where you just don't know what to expect. Were you coming here eyes wide open? Were you like, have you trained for this? Was cycling? Is the distances what you're expecting? That kind of aspect of the trip. Yeah, I, I think for the most part they were. Um, you know, I, nothing can prepare you for the heat. And I think that was a little bit unexpected to be, you know, that long and on a, like, you know, uh, riding, going uphill and then the heat, I think was a little bit more surprising. I, I was expecting to be a little bit cool way. So were you coming on this for a cycling trip or a foodie trip? I think it's an active trip. I mean, I don't, I like the combination of being able to do something, whatever vacation to do something active. So the fact that you can add in food and wine and activities, I think is how I like the vacation. And how did you actually find it in the first place. Have you done um, Turismo trips before? Yeah, I, I, did, I did one before. My partner was hit by a car a few years ago and to get her over, to get her out again, we wanted to do something active to, to get her overcome that, that hesitation that she had in being out in public again. And so we said, hey, we found this trip and it was a chef tour and I had come across Mary Sue Milliken being from California. So we should do that. We should you know, train for that. And it gave us a goal and something to train for. And we went to Sicily back in 2018. And so that a lot, we got bikes for December and then rode all the way up until the trip, which allowed us to feel fairly prepared for the trip. The first trip with Turismo. 
And you're feeling strong now? Like a, a like best part of a week of, of, of cycling. Do you feel physically different or is all that food that we've been given? You that's know, kind of countermanded what you've been doing with on the bike. Well, we did eat a lot. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I think we, whatever we work off in riding, we make up in eating and then some. So, um, I did, uh, I, I, I try, it's so hard to manage the intake, um, because they just keep bringing the food. I think at, toward the end of the trip, we, we learned to balance that better. Um, because they certainly don't. They just keep bringing it. Yeah. yeah. And, and have you picked up any tips for like living longer? Because clearly we were in the blue zone. We were meeting experts on nutrition, on you know, the, the, the centarians who've lived for 100 years plus here. Picked up anything that you think, oh, I'll, I'll take that through and, yeah. and, and, and try and live a bit longer? Yeah, I think moving more. You know, I'm, you know, it's so easy to be sedentary and once you get back into your regular life. I think making time and commitment to move um, community, I think, is a big thing. I mean, and and then just putting yourself in a place where you're, you're surrounded by other people where you're part of something. Amen to that, Michael. And that includes this trip, because we were part of something. Our small group really gelled, and I was most taken by the three-hour lunches where we learned a great deal about Sardinia's distinctive culture of community. We also learned about the Blue Zone, ate some great food, and had a few bottles of local wine to let the conviviality wash over us. Now and again, we also did a bit of cycling. Uh, the Chef's Bike Tour of Sardinia is a seven-night trip and costs a touch under $5,000 per person, staying in boutique hotels with all food, drink and education included. Daily rides never exceeded 50 or 60 kilometres, but Keeney's can join the Superfit Massimo for an extra loop at the end of each day. More details on www.turismo.travel. Thanks for listening to episode 300 of the Spokesman Cycling Podcast. And as promised, we'll end not with our normal theme tune, but with a deeply resonant Sardinian folk song. But first, here's Renato describing what you're about to hear. Because, you know, it's something very unique uh, here in Sardinia. And I think a big part of, of the world, you cannot find anything like this. Um, it's a special kind of singing, a way of singing. It's called Canto a Cappella, because they stay facing each other. And there are four singers with different voices. There is a storyteller which is, um, you know, the voice that start singing. Um, there is a bass, which is really bass, uh, but in a special way. I mean, it's, um, it's not bass because it's a natural bass voice, but it's bass because it's a technique. Um, they develop in the years, you know, normally they start training to be bass at the age of 12. So when, you know, the hormones in the body they are start growing so they can uh, literally develop this kind of ability which is just an ability you know mm, a vibrational thing a vibrational technique so that the vibration can do this very bass and vibrating song uh, sound um, then there is the what they call the half voice which is very important because it's the voice that gets the rhythm to the to the song okay um, which is the alpha voice is bec because it's between the tenor 
and the bass. And then there is another voice which is same about an half tone, but they call it another way. Uh, I don't remember now because it's a it's in Sardinian, it's a, it's a Sardinian word, but it's a Sardinian from the center of the island, which is different from my Sardinian because I'm I'm from the south. Um, anyway, the beautiful thing is if you hear the voices, okay, one by one, they doesn't sound so nice actually, but when they start singing together and melting the sounds together, there is an incredible melody, which is unique. <laughs>
tapa comporare, mono cadito tapa comporare, quien se da bella y con freno de oro, quien se da bella y con Sardiñolas que amo y deseamare, saline a lontanar de su mare, si esplendor elugente, don Cicerra. Pizzino, ni na na na. Ima. 